Good afternoon, this is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up. A few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. Now, as you may know, if you were listening to last week's broadcast, there's a lot of people, engineers, scientists and so on from the Square Kilometre Array here in Cape Town. And one of them here is Dr Chris Pearson. And he is from the UK. He's the head of the astronomy group for STFC and RAL Space. He can introduce himself as well. But now the reason I have him here to give hopefully a few radio shows with us is that he knows what all about black holes and it's a long time since we've talked about black holes on this radio show so good afternoon Chris. Hi uh, thanks for inviting me here today as well. And now uh, you are something of an expert on black holes. Are they black and are they holes? What on earth is a black hole? So black holes are indeed black I wouldn't call them holes so black holes are basically where massive stars used to shine and they're the the areas in space where a, a massive star has lived out its life when it gets to the end of life it's exploded in a violent event we call a supernova and then it has um, shrunk under the pressure of gravity to be a very small point in space the crushing effect of, of gravity in fact that makes this this thing we call a black hole uh, the reason they're black is because the gravity is so strong around a black hole that not even light itself can escape it. So where there's no light, it, there's, there's just blackness. So why do you think they're so special? I mean, what is it about black holes? Because they seem to be important in terms of the kind of health or behaviour of a galaxy. Yeah, so, so black holes in, in the past, I mean, they, they were predicted by theory long before they were actually discovered in practice. And indeed, it's only been in the last few years that we've actually been able to create images of, of black holes. They are, in fact, uh, it turns out, a natural part of the evolution of stars in the universe and in fact every single massive star at the end of its life above a certain size will become a, a black hole if you think how many stars there are in the sky uh, when most of these stars have finished their lives they're going to end up as these e exotic objects so although they they were they were born in the realm of theory of um, einstein's theory of, of gravity and relativity they are in fact commonplace objects in the universe today Right, so they're commonplace. So how many would there be, for example, in our galaxy, rough thumbsuck? So there, there, there would be millions. I mean, they'd be all over the place. Um, every time one of these big stars ends its life, we, we're left with a black hole. The galaxy is a big place. Um, the nearest black hole to our, our Earth is, is many, many uh, millions of um, miles, light years away. So we don't have to worry about a black hole gobbling up the Earth you know, next week or something. But they are out there. And black holes, they, they, some of them are huge. They're not all the same size, are they? I mean, I've heard this term supermassive black hole. So what's special or different about really, really big black holes? So, so black holes come in a range of sizes. Uh, there really are two as you said, two main flavours here. So we've got what we call a, a stellar black hole, which is what happens when a, a star blows up in its life, and it's, it's like the, the, um, the smoking gun of the, the star's life there. At the centre of, of galaxies, including our own Milky Way, there's these things called supermassive black holes, and these are ancient black holes that were created uh, at the same time the galaxies themselves were created, many billions of years in the past, and they've slowly accumulated matter by either eating up stars around it or in fact merging with other black holes and they've grown and grown and grown at the centre of these galaxies and for example at the centre of the Milky Way our supermassive black hole is equivalent to something like four, four million suns so it's, it's, it's absolutely enormous and our galaxy is a small one 
Um, there's nearby galaxies to us that are, in fact, their their central black holes are billions of times the the mass of their of, of our sun. So they truly are. Uh, supermassive is 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 an apt word to describe them. So now, if you you can't look at these directly because they're black and they're a hole, we know that we've kind of been able to image what's around them. So how do we know that there's all these black holes everywhere and that there's supermassive ones in, in other places? How do we know this? So for the supermassive black holes, we can certainly see the effect. I mean, as you said, we've imaged them now um, with the um, Event Horizon Telescope. We've imaged the black hole at the centre of our own galaxy. We've imaged a black hole at the centre of another galaxy called M87 that's much larger than ours. If we looked at the centre of our galaxy, and even if we couldn't image the black hole itself, what we can do is look at the way the stars in the middle of our galaxy whiz around the centre. And we know by how fast and how violently these stars are whizzing around the centre of our galaxy that there must be something massive at the middle of our galaxy which produces the gravity to cause this, uh, this, this really, it's, it's like a, a roller coaster of stars around the middle of the galaxy. So we know there's something massive and big there. The only thing it can really be that size is, is a black hole. Wow. So now we're going to hear more from you, Chris. And uh, so if you want to listen to the next couple of radio shows on Fine Music Radio, we will be talking more deeply about these mysterious objects. So thank you very much, Chris, for talking to us today. Thanks, Chris Pearson. Okay, thank you very much. And for now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies.